what we've got here is failure to communicate. From sunny Southern California, we bring you Meet Bridget, a podcast for building confident communication and female badassery. We spotlight women who have bridged the gaps in their lives by building strong relationships and speaking their teenage dreams into reality. That hand on my chest is a tool that has helped me ground myself in a moment and a place and is a physical reminder that I possess my own energy, my own will, and my own response to that situation. Welcome back to Meet Bridget. Asha here. Together with my best friend and partner, Kashia, I created Bridget, a confidence coaching platform for teen girls. This is our podcast, Meet Bridget. We created this podcast with the mission of establishing a library of diverse career paths for young women to relate to. Most weeks, we interview a successful woman and we focus on how her teen and young adult years impacted her path. We get into all the real stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But sprinkled into this season's roster of amazing interviews, we have also been hopping on the mic together to discuss the burning questions and topics brought to us by our listeners. Today, my amazing co-host and bestie, Kashia, is out of the country, and a recording spot opened up this week, so I decided to sit down with you one-on-one. Normally, I think of myself as pretty upbeat and a clever gal on the mic, but I've made a commitment to be as honest and transparent as possible in service to this community, and lately, I've been going through something difficult. I've had my share of individual difficulties that I have shared in detail, including car accidents, career changes, cancer, and more. Um, Currently, my difficulty involves advocating for another person, and for that reason, I'll be respecting their privacy and not sharing the specifics of the situation. Uh, To be honest, I've had many moments in areas in my life where I've had to grow by letting go of the control that I can have over a situation. So this situation feels even more difficult than most of my past mountains. Helping someone else over a mountain is a privilege, but also incredibly difficult when you realize you'll need enough confidence for two. So with that in mind, I thought today's episode would be a unique opportunity to workshop how I'm finding that confidence in the middle of a stressful situation and to workshop it live. There are a million blogs, podcasts, reels, and TikToks with step-by-step guides on how to solve your problems, all gained from a historical experience. I love those, but this is not that episode. So today I'm asking you to have a little grace for my mess and I'm inviting you to work through some approaches alongside me. Before I dive in, I wanted to share a little story. When I first started Bridget, I chose the name for the company because I liked the idea of it being a name, like a person you can go to for support. I was inspired by the TED Talks, TED being the guy you could go to to satisfy some intellectual curiosity about a topic. When I landed on the name Bridget, I loved that it included the word bridge. Most mentorship and coaching programs out there for young women invoked a very vertical relationship. Older women passing knowledge down the ladder to younger women. But from my experiences working with women older and younger than me, I found that we all have something to learn from one another, that it's really reciprocal. So I love this visual of a bridge, a horizontal connector of new territories, 
new ideas, new experiences, all on a level playing field. This is a community that really celebrates our differences, but also highlights how much we truly do have in common. So with that in mind, I hope today's episode, if nothing else, assures you that you never know what someone has experienced or is currently battling in public or in private. We all have our stuff, and even though the details look different, the resilience that life demands of us, that we have in common. We all have our bridges to build and to cross. So getting back into my stuff right now, um, I'll tell you, I think that times like right now are why we practice building confidence in normal times. Because when I really need my confidence to show up, it doesn't just enter the room with a torch and some band-aids and a snack and just stick around until the hard days are through. I have to really tease it out and I'll have a glimmer with it and then that'll get me through a hard day and then it'll disappear again. So I actively have to pull my confidence back out so I can take just one more step forward. What I've been thinking about in the last few weeks has been this. I think there are immediate term and bigger picture strategies to tap into confidence during a stressful time. Also, we repeat the etymology of the word confidence all the time, but as I described a moment ago, even I can use that reminder and pull it back out. The origin of the word confidence comes from roots that mean the state of being with trust. So when I hear the word confidence, or I try to think of confidence, I actively try to replace it with the word self-trust. It makes it feel less like something I want to put on and more like something that I can tap into at any time, anywhere. So immediate term strategies for self-trust. First, breath. I found myself in an emotionally charged situation this week, which looked like me literally taking a moment in my car on my own, telling myself to breathe. Big, slow, audible, counted breaths. (laughs) As I cough. Like, we'll just leave that in there because it's real. But I had to breathe these big, slow, audible, counted breaths. And I had one hand over my heart. And I did this without really even thinking about it. But that hand on my chest is a tool that has helped me ground myself in a moment and a place and is a physical reminder that I possess my own energy, my own will, and my own response to that situation. Which brings me to another immediate term strategy for self-trust in a tough time, and that's physicality. In this particular difficult situation, I have found stillness and fresh air to be particularly helpful. I'm feeling really exhausted, so stillness has helped me slow down my thoughts um, to kind of meet where my body is at. Um, But sometimes the answer is movement, like we discussed in our last episode. After that moment in my car, I opened the door, I stood up, and I actively planted my feet on the ground and rolled my shoulders up, back, and down. And this adjustment alone felt like it tricked my mind a little bit to align with my body. As I thought about this episode earlier today, I realized that some of the little thought tricks that I use to approach performances or large public speaking engagements have also been woven into this immediate term net that I've been casting out there for my confidence as I've needed it. 
when I feel the physical signs of nerves, a racing heartbeat, feeling hot, butterflies in my stomach, shaky hands, etc. I try to welcome them instead of fighting them. I try to welcome them as signs that the situation is important to me and that my body is getting me into a peak response state to best serve me. It sounds cheesy, but I swear it works. A tip that I learned in acting school too was that if you want to bring out an emotion in a scene like crying, the last thing you actually want to do is to tell yourself to cry. In reality, we usually cry when we're internally telling ourselves to do anything but cry in the moment. Like literally think of any time you cry, it's not the thing that you want to be doing most of the time. Our emotional responses, they release out of our control when we're actively fighting them. So getting back to it, as I approached my challenging setting this week, I felt those body signals and though it felt a little bit forced, I told myself, this is important to me and I can face this with my whole being. Sometimes I think there's this idea of just putting on a strong face externally and plowing through tough times. And I'll be honest, at times life does require that armor, but I've found it helpful to kind of think of my armor as reinforced by my authentic emotional responses that might just be on right under the surface, like right there, not hiding them. The final immediate term strategy was quite literally phone a friend. In this case, it was a loved one who I can trust with my vulnerabilities. A moment of letting my emotion release with the support of a loved one was so helpful rather than just internalizing everything in isolation. These immediate term strategies I mentioned might not work for everyone, but again, this is a live workshopping from the thick of it. I'm here, and please do let me know if you find it relatable. So now for some bigger picture strategies. What I mean by these are the big reset buttons. This particular situation has been emotionally and physically draining. So just this morning, I had a moment of big picture tapping into my confidence by necessity. I woke up feeling empty and literally sleepy after my two toddlers woke up and ended up in our bed. But that's a totally different story. So I tapped into my first big picture confidence reset strategy, taking inventory, particularly in this experience of going up a metaphorical mountain alongside another person. It's been easy to hyper focus and lose sight of my own inventory. I literally sat there this morning and had to list out the good things that I still have. Some were people, some were resources. And some were my own goddamn good qualities, but that inventory helped me step back from the situation and pick my toolbox up again with some confidence. Another big picture strategy is checking my time frames. In this difficult situation, I have been constantly tempted to run every possible scenario out several days, months, or even years. It would be totally unrealistic to tell myself, just don't do this. But I have needed to be periodically reminded and to remind myself that the now is all that I have. Spending excessive energy in the past leads to depression and spending too much energy in the future is anxiety. 
And quite frankly, I don't have the extra energy for either of those places right now. Another big picture strategy, acknowledging past expectations. We all live life with expectations, whether we want to or not. A wise friend of mine, Nikki, shout out, I love you. Uh, Nikki once pointed out to me that the events and the situations that have truly knocked me to my knees have never been the things that I actually anticipated, worried about, or expected. So obviously, expecting the worst never really serves us. But I think it is worth noting that sometimes when we're manifesting and expecting the best, our reality does change. And I think it has been helpful to acknowledge that and let myself mourn expectations that weren't realized for a beat. And from there, I've been trying to let go of expectations as much as possible, especially in the midst of a situation that I have very little control over. Finally, another big picture strategy for finding my confidence in this hard time has been seeking support in community. As it relates to my specific situation, this is a work in progress and you know I'm, I'm looking for a more specific support group for what I'm going through. However, I do hope in my heart of hearts that some piece of this vulnerable and messy episode spoke to you and makes you aware of your connection to this community and to others in general. I'll just leave it here for now, but thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate you more than you know, and we will see you back here next week. Have a good one. And that's our show. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe to, follow, and share Meet Bridget with your circle. The best way to help our work here is to rate and review our podcast. We're listening and constantly working to build something helpful for you. Catch you next time. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Thank you.